Hi, welcome to James Miller Lifeology, where you learn to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. My name is James Miller. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a composer. Thank you so much for joining with us today. Let's get started. I really wanted to take a quick second just to thank all of you who continually support and listen to James Miller Lifeology Radio. It has been such an exciting adventure for me. There are so many amazing things that are happening over here that I definitely want to share with you. So for the next few months, every person who signs up for my free newsletter will be entered into a drawing. In this monthly drawing, whomever wins will win a free 30-minute Skype call with me, James Miller. I will help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. So go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and sign up for my free newsletter there. Who knows? Maybe you will be the lucky winner. So sign up today. Did you know that on jamesmillerlifeology.com, you can enroll in the academy I created for listeners just like you? I've created courses you may take at your own pace, which will help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. Enroll in one of the classes today. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to discuss the importance of giving back to others. I'll also be interviewing country music star Madeline Victoria, who shares her version of giving back to her community and how it's changing the lives of those around her. For more information about Madeline, please visit facebook.com forward slash Madeline Victoria. I have some exciting news. Did you know that I'm on the radio three times a week? You may hear me on the same station on Tuesdays at 1.30 p.m., Fridays at 9.30 a.m., and Saturdays at 12.30 p.m. You may also hear me on iHeartRadio, as well as on all the other major podcasting platforms, such as iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and many others. Simply search for the show name, James Miller Lifeology. You all know me as a psychotherapist, but some of you may not yet know me as a composer. I currently have two albums which have been released. Think of both albums like books. Each original composition is written like a chapter in a book. The first album, Consolation, explores a character's grief and loss. And just like in any book, the story explores a character's heartache and eventually he finds healing and hope. The second album, Restoration, explores a character's personal development. He has an awakening, and in that awakening, he recognizes all the things in his life which aren't healthy, and it helps him come to a place of restoration, being restored to something greater than before. You may purchase both albums on iTunes or any other digital music store. The names of the albums are Consolation and Restoration, and my stage name is James S. Miller. The name of the piece you are currently hearing is from the second album, Restoration, entitled Restoration. A quick example of one of the courses you'll find in the Academy entitled Spirit, Mind, Body, The Perfect Triad. This non-religious course helps you understand how your intuition, or rather your gut, your logic, and your body all work together to help you overcome any obstacle you may face. Enroll in the class today. The importance of giving back. When we reflect on our past, we have many memories of individuals who impacted us in a very powerful way. If I were to ask you right now, you could probably name two or three of those individuals who did something that was out of the ordinary that really inspired you to be the person that you've become. As we go on throughout our life, we often think, well, I don't really have the time or energy to give back to my community, or sometimes we don't even have the finances. It's really important to maybe look at this in a different way. Giving back to others or giving back to your community doesn't necessarily mean giving back in the conventional way. Did you realize that you are a world changer? And in that, it's simply right this second, what can you do to give back to your community? What can you give back to that person walking on the street? What can you give back to that person who lives down the hall from you? It's so important for us to realize that giving back just simply means giving to others. When we don't have the ability to 
give our time or even give finances, it's important for us to reframe this in a way just to simply say, well, what can I do? If I continually focus on what I cannot give or what I cannot do, then I'm just not going to do it. It's really interesting. Studies have shown that those who volunteer or those who give back in their time and energy, it actually has a physiological response in their body. Meaning those people who give back, it actually causes certain chemicals in the brain to activate. So people find that they're much more happy, they're much more joyful, they're much more lively. And in doing that, that actually causes them, for one, to want to do more of it, which then causes them to be more active, which then often causes them to lose weight and to actually live a longer, healthier life. It's really interesting. Everything that we do in life has a cause and effect. I do one thing and it's going to have an effect in a different way in my life. So why not give back to your community? Why not be able to help all those people around us in whatever way you can? It could be a simple smile as you walk by. It could be a simple hello. It could be acknowledging the cashier at the checkout line. Those types of small things really enhances your community and gives back in a powerful way. And those of us that do have the time and energy and perhaps even money to be able to give to a charity or a reputable organization is going to cause us to live a healthy, productive, long life. So it's really interesting having an altruistic mindset, or in other words, doing something without wanting something in return, you actually get blessed yourself because your body actually becomes much more healthy. Be a world changer. Give back to your community from the smallest way to the biggest way. Let you now be that person they can talk about years from now. Did you know that I have a YouTube channel? That's actually how Lifeology started. I have well over 150 episodes that I've created specifically for you. I do know many people struggle with listening to a full 30-minute show, so these YouTube episodes are about three minutes long. Each episode teaches you one simple lesson that you can practice daily, which will help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. Simply go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com, and subscribe to my YouTube channel there, or go to youtube.com and search for my name, James Miller Lifeology. Madeline Victoria is a chart-topping country singer, songwriter from Texas. She has a very strong faith that has helped her climb from the deep south Texas to the top of the charts. Her work with children and veterans is her way of giving back. Welcome to my show, Madeline. Hi, James. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much. I first want to thank you once again. My listeners don't know this, but Madeline and I, we had attempted this earlier, but unfortunately we had some difficulties and we're not able to have a smooth recording. So thank you, Madeline, for your taking the time out today to join with me and my listeners today to tell your story. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> yes, my pleasure. Now, you have done so many wonderful things that maybe, uh, maybe some of my listeners know who you are, maybe they don't, but I definitely want to get some of the backstory in you, but I also want to focus on some of the other things that you're doing as far as giving back to your community, which I think is absolutely phenomenal. So with that in mind, why don't you give us a little bit of history about you as far as how you grew up and how you got started in the country music business? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've been surrounded by music for a very long time. I... I uh, was about five years old when I had my first performance. Um, so it's it's been a while. I'm 26 now, so I don't mind saying my, my age. <laughs> For now, anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but um, it's been a long time. And uh, my mom's side of the family is very musically inclined. They've always supported me in my music and really pushed music on me. And not, not necessarily in a, in a negative connotation, but they, they just supported it. And um, just put all these, you know, different artists and music um, around me. Um, when I was a little girl, I'd, I'd go around uh, just talking to my uncles and, and, you know, having them teach me different songs. And also whenever we'd have family get-togethers, they'd be surrounded by, you know, me, I'd be surrounded by music. They'd have mm. a guitar in hand, uh, singing um, 
all kinds of music. So it's it was just awesome seeing that as a little girl. And then the, when they saw that I really wanted to do this as a as a career, they they got you know very excited and uh, even more support. So wow. yeah, I've been singing for a very very long time wow. in school, different events. Um, I love singing the national anthem. That's another thing I love to I do. I saw that. That uh, was really neat. Yeah, yeah, different. It's just something that I'll always say. You know, I don't know if other artists charge for that but it's something as i feel like in a, a my american duty mm. to to sing the anthem and never charge and and just that's, do wow, it as a as a really... volunteer act yeah nice. and uh started my band um when i was about i don't know i was in high school for sure like around 17 years old and it's just been non-stop ever since uh you know just doing this music thing <laughs> <laughs> well you started writing you started writing music when you were 13 right oh yes that was definitely um, at the age of 13, I started doing um, lyrics and putting together. It wasn't until around 14, 15 that I put music to it because I hadn't learned guitar necessarily yet. I did, you know, hum different melodies and and uh, like I said, the, the lyrics and poems that I put together. Um, and then I started to write it out as structured, more of a structured song. But when I when I started learning guitar, that's, of course, when I, I had my first official song that I was proud of. And uh I kind of remember. It's just that it was so sad. I had a book full of all my lyrics and and all that, and and I lost. Them. Oh no! Um, I was, yeah, it was. So, but I started all over again. Yeah. Of course, never give up. Yeah, and, that's uh, right. <laughs> so, Second yeah. time is always better. I think, <laughs> even with this interview as well, we'll say that too. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> that is funny. Now you also did different types of music too. So you've done opera and mariachi as well, correct? Yes. Um, I started singing mariachi when I was in high school. Uh, they, we had a mariachi band going on, and I joined them. And um, of course, I've always listened to it, being Hispanic and, and Mexican roots and whatnot. And uh, my family, real big um, on all kinds of music. But but um, yeah, definitely that. And it was a really great time. I did different competitions that I won. Uh, my mariachi director, sadly, is not with us anymore, but he influenced me so much um, in my music, and he even encouraged me to write. Uh, sort of a Spanish country song. It's called I Could Be Your Senorita, and I plan to record it, of course, someday soon, and hopefully everyone will hear it. And, oh, that's wonderful. What um, a great tribute yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is really neat. Well, to be so close to, like, uh, because you're in the deep south of Texas, so you're really close to the border, correct? Yes, definitely. A lot of um, Tex-Mex influence. <laughs> yeah, and so that would make sense, obviously, that there'd be more of the mariachi component in that you maybe surrounded with at school. Cause I know for me, we didn't have a group like that <laughs> in my high school. Oh, yeah. So it's totally different in that world. I suppose. Yes. Yes, definitely. We have like a uh, Texas wide mariachi competitions in the region and it's like, yeah, it's, yeah, definitely here. <laughs> wow, that, that's I've, that's so foreign to me, which I think is absolutely wonderful. That's why one of the many things I love about the show is I just get to learn about so many different random things, which are big in, in different places. Uh huh. <laughs> now, you did I read right that you also won? That you were the um, the homecoming queen as well. that's great yes yes um you know besides singing and besides all that i was really uh involved in in extracurricular activities and friends with everybody in school i uh i made it a point i mean i had my group of my you know girls and my my really my best friends growing up but i made it a point to just you know be friends with everyone that was influenced of of me growing up my, my mom and dad and um, of course, not everyone. There's always going to be someone in high school. Just if someone's listening out there, you know, don't worry about those people who bring you down. Just you know, be friends. The majority of people are are going to be your friends, and um, that's what I did. And and you know, it kind of pays off in the end. And, and I ne- didn't really like have it as my dream to be homecoming mm-hmm. queen or anything, but it just 
just so happened that way and it, it was a uh, I'm glad it did I, I I got a scholarship I actually went on to compete um for all of Texas homecoming queen oh, which wow. I don't know if you guys knew there was a competition for that <laughs> I did not know this <laughs> yeah it's a little pageant you know not not necessarily like all out like uh, Miss America or anything where you have to do a talent competition which is funny because you know that's my my thing is singing but there was no talent competition and I, I won anyway. I won for the all the state of Texas out of like 50 something girls. Wow. And... That's great, Madeline. <laughs> yeah. And then I went on to America's homecoming queen and won a uh, second one runner up. So wow. that was, that was pretty cool. <laughs> that is really cool. But you know what I, what I really like about the story as well is your personality. You seem like you're a very down to earth person. You know, you don't put on airs, you don't, you don't have this perception of you're better than people. And I think that's what, draws people to you is because you're very you're very humble but you're very natural about it you know that's you are who you are it sounds like your parents raised you really really well and in that people are drawn to that because you're not trying to be something that um that you're not oh i appreciate that yeah i i exactly i just try to be myself <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's what we'll, that's what will have you go so far in this industry i'm industry i'm sure yeah. What would be some advice you would give some of maybe some people who are trying to get into the business or who are just trying to to maybe start their own version of, of their career when in, in, in the music industry? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, you know, I just say, you know, use the tools around you. Uh, a lot of people have to think, which is true. You know, you got to make a big move someday, you know, producers, st movie star people that want to be movie stars, directors and all that and, and want to move to California. Anybody that wants to sing country music wants to move to Nashville or, you know, things like that. But, you know, instead of uh, of doing that right away, which I, I recommend using the tools around you, mm -hmm. um, using um, everyone's going to, you know, I, I like to say when you're looking for somebody to be a fan of your music too, like, you know, they're right there, you know, so I, I use my region as, as, you know, a tool. Hmm. I used um, the people around me. Uh, I started singing the national anthem at local events and got my band together locally. And then we started traveling and, you know, it just, it just um, helps whatever, whoever's around you, you know, you never know who's there to help out. And, uh, you know, if you're, if people want to start something in music, you know, start a band. That's, that's always, you know, even if it's acoustic at first, my brother, you know, um, so blessed to have my brother here, right here that learned guitar mm. at a young age. And, and, uh, we do this together now. Oh, and, great. And it's really, yeah, it's a blessing. So, you know, um, and it, it, you know, when I started singing, it didn't start off as that, but then it ended up that way. So you never know what's there. You know, um, I, I give a lot of uh, credit to, to my faith, uh, like you said earlier, mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and all that and having faith and, and never giving up and having a lot of um, willpower and uh, a lot of passion and a lot of persistence. Uh, when somebody tells you, no, you can't play here, you know, for whatever reason they have, you know, there's somebody else and another door will open. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, just all that put together and and um, start songwriting, start, you know, <laughs> all of that put together yeah. is going to going to be good for you. Well, I think you said so many wonderful things. I think because the more, the more badly you want something that just because someone told you no, doesn't mean that your life is over, your career is over. It just simply means one person told you no. You know, I think it was like exactly. Dr. Seuss, don't quote me on the numbers, but when Dr. Seuss was creating his book, I think he was told like 31 times, 31 times that he was, um, he had no talent, his books weren't good. And all of a sudden, now look at him. He's like, he's Dr. Seuss. And so that's just, oh, yeah. <laughs> just an example of so many times when people who don't understand your career, or understand your passion or vision, will tell you no. But that's okay. It's just because they're not part of your life yeah. and they were never meant to be part of your life. And not everybody should be in our life. 
Exactly. You got to find the, you, you know, you think that that one person that told you no is going to ruin it all. And it's not because you have to have the right person exactly. too, like, you know, to, to success, to success. So to, yeah. <laughs> well, and I think also, I think you said one other one wonderful thing in the sense of use your community. You know, sometimes we think, oh, I have to, you know, let's say for me, for my radio show. So I have to, I have to, you know, everyone in the world has to know who I am. Well, I can only get there. I'm not saying that's what I want, but I'm, I can't get to that level unless the people in my building <laughs> know who I am. You know, so you want to use the people that you have around you and you slowly grow your, your, your fan base out, out in a more of a, like a big ring. The ring keeps getting bigger and bigger because if you don't take advantage of what's right in front of you, well, how are you supposed to get to these people who have no idea who you are? So I really like to hear you say that for you, it's you, you really help people just take advantage of where they're at right this second, talk to the people around them, really get their name out there. And then they're, they're, um, I guess their notoriety will start to, to, to blossom. Oh, definitely. You have to have that foundation, that base. And, uh, and I also like to look at my likes on Facebook and see who, who's following me, who's, who's getting there. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, it's the people around my region and around the world, people that are looking at my page from other places are seeing, oh, she has this many likes already. Exactly. I'll give her a like too, you know? Yep. So it just, it helps when you have that, that right there for you. It does. That's great advice. Now I want to transition a little bit because that's one of the one things, one of the main, main things that really drew me to your story as well was just how much you give back to your community. I mean, I think you do a number of wonderful things, not only as in your current age now, but also you grew up doing that. You were giving back to your community. Is that correct? Yes, definitely. It's, it's something that I've always held, you know, close to my heart. Uh, I've been surrounded by uh, community work for a very long time. Again, I thank my parents for, for, you know, uh, raising me that way and showing me and teaching me, you know, that's the way it should be. And I just held, you know, grabbed on and I held on and I, you know, took it, uh, took it by storm. I just, I just, um, ever since I was a little girl, I've been involved. Uh, I was in Girl Scouts. So uh, being that, you know, volunteering with that and then also in high school with different clubs, I used to do um, child abuse awareness um, when I was in high school. And we donate different um, items to this um, group called Maggie's House. And this is the, Ch- the Cameron County Children Advocacy Centers. And they put together these investigations for these children who have possibly been abused by their mm-hmm. family or whatever the case is. And what um, Maggie's House is is a safe home for these children just to kind of wait around uh, for their parents or whoever it is being investigated um, to be done. And so they have like a playroom and they have movies going on and so we donate and help with that. Oh, that's and, great. And um, it's really, really nice. And also Maggie's house, or Maggie's, Maggie was a real girl. So, you know, an honor memory of her and her father comes and um, we, we got their father, her father to come to our school and talk to, to the children and kind of, you mm. know, spread awareness that way. And then also, um, we also recently, I also donate money to, to Maggie's house oh, and, and, you know, everyone needs something. And, and, you know, um, I, I had a concert recently and, and my profits and that I made from there, half of that went to Maggie's house. And so, you know, I've always, I'm always trying to do something, whether how, no matter how busy I am or I have to go out there. And also I've during, um, the holidays, I love to go and sing to the children. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. You know, I think going back to what you said before, you know, people can do, you know, sometimes people think, well, I don't have the time to, to go to some charity. I don't have, I don't have the money for this. But, you know, I think just looking at, well, what, well, what can you do? Because if we focus on what we cannot do to give back to our community, well, then we're not going to do anything at all. So it's focusing mm-hmm. on, well, what, what can I do? You know, before we were talking off um, in, the, in the 
first interview, you know, we were simply talking about just smiling at someone, giving someone a hug, telling someone how, how much you appreciate them, giving back to your community. It doesn't have to be in the broader spectrum of that. It can just simply be giving back to the people you see in the street giving back to the person at that coffee shop and giving back in a way that can just be an interpersonal relationship or interpersonal communication. So there are multiple ways in which people can do it. And then, you know, obviously for you as well, as you are moving up in your own life and your career, et cetera, you're able to give back maybe in a different way than you did when you were a little bit younger. So I think it's a really good takeaway for all of us to say, well, let's focus on what we can do instead of what we cannot do when it comes back to giving to our community. Oh yeah, exactly. It grows and grows and and then, and, you know, I'm not looking for anything back because, you know, money comes and goes it and, and does. different things. So, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, we're not all going to be here. We're not going to live forever. So just, you know, doing something for somebody is, is just uh, right now is just uh, that's where, where the feeling just gets amazing. And, um, you know, also, like I mentioned, I, I during the holidays, I have something called Octopire Christmas. I don't know if you're going to ask me. About that, <laughs> yeah, but, I was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll mention it. Yeah, because that's additional to what I do. Um, as a singer, you know, I ever since it's been a few years now that I've called it that octave higher Christmas, but I've always during the holidays, always sing, you know, um, Christmas carols or my own songs to different groups of, of uh, organizations. So, you know, one, one year um, I sang and I put together a, a, a Christmas party and that's basically what octave higher Christmas is. I, I put together a party. We perform my, me and my band. Um, we we provide families with food. Uh, different activities for the kids, and it's always a different organization um, every year. Mm. Uh, I one year we did uh, the special education department of my of my high school or of my my school district that I went to, um, the school district I went to, and then also Easter Seals was another mm, year. That's a great one as well. Um, yeah. And then even when I couldn't, like you know, I can't really do it just because I've had so many gigs or you know I'm doing something busy. I still make my way to call it an octave higher Christmas and go and sing it to the children at the hospitals, either on Christmas day or Christmas Eve, or, you know, sometime during around the week. And I do that again locally in my region. And now I'm moving on up four hours North. I live in San Antonio now, and I'm looking to do that this year here and also back home. So, you know, just like you said, just, you know, getting my name out there, getting out there, getting to these people who I I feel like, you know, not everyone uh, enjoys or can fully enjoy Christmas mm-hmm. because they're sick or because they're, you sure. know, in the hospital. And, and I think about that constantly. It's just something that I, I naturally always uh, have oh, in wow. my head. And I want to, I want to get out there and, and, and uh, you know, spread some joy to them and <laughs> get out there and, and help yeah. out in that way. You know, once again, I think that goes back to just, it bespeaks to your, your character, you know, many people and right or wrong. It's, it's not, it's not that you're better or worse. It's just simply, I think that's wonderful that if that's on the forefront of your mind that you really want to, you know, that time of year, so many people have lost, you know, for, for whatever reason, the holidays themselves can be very painful for many people. For some people, it's very joyful. But for a lot of people, it can be very painful. So for you to have that compassion in your heart, to know that that's something you want to be able to give back to your community or give back to this, this particular demographic, I, I think is absolutely wonderful. I think, it, like I said, it goes back to just, just <laughs> we're going to give all the credit to your parents. They, they raised you very well. Yes. <laughs> Please. I don't mind that at all. Cause you know, I hope to do that to my, my future children yes. you know, someday. And so it's just, so hopefully that's a, you know, a healthy circle that goes around in, in this, in my family and, um, in, in raising kids and stuff. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but yeah. Now, ha- um, have you done some work with some veterans as well? Actually, I've um, done a, a couple. Yes. I've, I've sang for uh, a couple homes and, and a couple of uh, events for them. Uh, especially the national anthem, always mm. doing something like that for them. Um, I want to get more though uh, involved with veterans in the future. I haven't really done as much as I want, but um, 
definitely something I want to do more so, uh, especially any children, veterans, um, you know, people that, that need, you know, homeless people, like, you know, anything like that in our, in our own backyard, mm -hmm. I want to be involved in. And, uh, it's something that I love to do. And really quickly, I wanted to mention also about when I, when I go to these hospitals, I always think about when I was a little girl in the hospital, I received a, a little teddy bear. Oh. And, um, so I was actually sick for a while when I was a little girl and, um, in another state. And so I received this little teddy bear that I still have. So that always kind of also reminds me mm. of, of always trying to, you know, give back and do that to somebody in one year. For the Octave Higher Christmas, my mother, my, myself, and and my aunt, uh, we we actually sewed teddy bears from from scratch oh, and took wow. them to the hospitals one year. So that's just a little additional something that I do with the Octave Higher Christmas. Not to, you know, I just I know I wanted to mention that because it's um, just something that fuels what I do sure. as well. Yeah, well, especially yeah, I mean, you're paying it forward from that which someone did for you when you were a little girl as well. So yeah. it's so neat <laughs> to see that that cycle repeat. That that's absolutely wonderful. Well, on a slightly yeah. different note here, so hearing everything you're doing, how do you stay, uh, how do you keep it all, your schedule straight? How do you have time for yourself? How do you have, are you just able to really <laughs> just have your own life when you're so, so busy? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. You know, sometimes it could be a whole week of just, um, oh my goodness, every day something, you know, <clears throat> recently I've had to, I'm working on releasing a new single. So oh, great. Um, recently, yeah, recently I kind of slowed down on, on the gigs just a little bit. Um, and um, I also work as a waitress. So How I'm, fun. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a very, you know, just like you see somebody singing on stage. We were talking about this earlier, but we are also, you know, it's, it's normal. I like to be like, you know, everyone, we're normal people like every, like, you know, and it's not, I'm not saying that, like, you know, I'm, like you said, higher or better than anybody. It's just a job to me. And, yeah. and, and, and also, you know, a job that I love singing and, uh, and, and I'm a waitress. So I kind of do that on the side, kind of, you know, saving up. I'm going to, I do all this, this on my own. You know, I don't have a, a big record label. So it does get really busy, um, you know, and then the other times it doesn't, mm -hmm. I have to be busy, you know, sure. then I'll go crazy if I'm not doing something. <laughs> so, but you know, I, I also like my time off with my family and my friends and, and going home like this weekend. And, and I like to kill many birds with one stone. That's what I say. <laughs> like if I'm going home, I'm going to spend time with family this weekend, but I do have one gig, you know, I have one gig Saturday. I'm singing the national anthem Sunday oh, great. at a, at a soccer game. But also in between those times, I'm like, okay, you know what? I can hang out here at my cousins mm -hmm. or I can go and, you know, at this hour I could do this and that. Like, you know, I like doing it all and it's not necessarily where, and sometimes I do have a full day of like, you know, just relaxing and whatnot. And, and you do have to do all that. Cause um, I learned a long time ago, like if you just go nonstop, nonstop that, you know, it's going to, it's going to break you down, you know, you're going to have yes. a little, yeah. So, you know, I learned that. And, uh, if anyone's hearing that, you know, just kind of make time for yourself and, um, and, and it just all works out, you yes. know, in the end, um, with, with balancing that, like, you know, you'll, it takes a while. Like, you know, I've been doing this since I was five, but, uh, it, it does take a while to learn the balance, but eventually you do. And, and, uh, and I enjoy, I enjoy being busy and I enjoy my time off. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah, I think it's true. I mean, the more structure we have, the more our life, more balance is going to be. So structure can, can be, I know for the next week, I'm going to be so busy, but I know the week after I can take some time off. So sometimes just knowing what, when the end in sight is, as far as a really busy time can kind of propel us to say, okay, I can do this for one week or I can do this for two weeks. I know I have some downtime af after that, you know, cause if, if we aren't able to build in that you know, our relaxing time or refreshment time during the day, then of course we have to look beyond where we are. When is this going to end? And that's what's going to fuel us to get to the other side so that we can say, okay, now I can relax and that's all I'm going to do. 
So, you know, I always like people to know because they're like, oh, James, sometimes I need to have this or I need to have that. Well, the reality is life is so busy that if we could live in an ideal world where everything could be balanced, it would be balanced. But the reality is it's not. So looking at something just as simple as that is, well, how far out before I can really relax? And let me just really Mm -hmm. plan for that and be excited about that and make sure that I do actually do relax when that time does come (laughs) up as well. Yes. Oh, completely <laughs> agree. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's great. What would you say would be the biggest, I guess, um, advice you would give anybody about anything? It doesn't necessarily have to be about music per se, but is there any one lesson that you've learned that you think is one of the most powerful lessons you've ever learned before? Oh, yes, definitely. And, and I will go, you know, passion and, and your career and whatever we're doing in this life is, is really important to me and, and starting it, you know, whether you know now, whether you know later, I know a lot of people struggle with that. Um, a lot of my friends, you know, go to college and then they don't know what they're going to do with their degree. And, you know, everyone has their own situation. And, and you know, I've, been, I've known what I wanted to do for a very, very long time. And it's still a struggle. Like, you know, no matter what path you take, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be a struggle. You're going to go through dry spells. You're going to go through, you know, uh, even maybe a little bit of depression, whatever it is. Like, you know, just know that you're going to just know that you're going to be OK and you're going to get out of it and you're going to do it and you're going to be fine with all the positivity. You got to set up your mind like a like a wall of positivity and 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 like a like a a wall against negativity. You know, like you know, you got to really have that 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 mind of what I'm trying to say is like a like a mind of steel. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, yeah. just something I really like is this story about. Um, I, it's in a book that I read. I, oh man, I can't remember the title, but it's just a little a little a little story of what true ha- what, what happened back in the day of the gold rush um, era and in California, all the gold and, and, you know, it was kind of dying down and there was this man that wanted to check it out and head out there. And he went out there, did some digging, did some more digging, did some more digging. And he didn't see gold at all for Mm -hmm. a very long time. I know the story. Yeah. yeah. And then he left and and a local guy, if I'm getting this right, you know, I don't want to totally butcher up the story. A local guy went and checked it out and, you know, he had a certain job with uh, helping him out around there too. And this, this original guy that wanted the gold. And so he went on and he just dug three more feet this other guy yeah. and found it and the gold was right there while this other guy gave up like you know so that's just if you already you know where i'm going with this you know never mm-hmm. never give up because you're only three feet from gold and i'm actually you know writing a little song about it and uh it, it's um basically the best advice that i've ever read my mom's the one you know told me to read this this book that i'm reading and and uh the, with that little story in there that clip in there and and so uh, it's just the best, most refreshing thing I've, I've, I've and is uh, like a daily reminder for me. Uh, yes. Never give up because you're only three feet from gold. So uh, yeah, that's right. I've actually told that story on on this on this show before too. So that's great that you bring it back to that. Oh, cool. Yeah, this is <laughs> yeah, my favorite. Yeah. I'm so glad you know <laughs> it goes with it. Yeah, that's what, and it's so true. I mean, you literally have no idea. Today could be the day that all your dreams come true. Today could be the day that you get that big break. Today could be the day that you have that insight and wisdom that launches you in a completely different direction than what you thought. So the more open you are to whatever God or, the, or, what, or whatever higher power one has um, in their life, and when you're open to that, that is when things start to happen. But it, if you're not looking for something, you're not going to find it. Exactly. You only see something if you look for it, and the only way to look for it is to have that tenacity and to have that mindset that regardless of the negativity in my life, I'm going to push forward and look for those beautiful things and those opportunities in my life because they're there. Yes, exactly. They're always there and com- completely agree. And, and, you know, and, and then again, I just want to thank my parents for all that and, and uh, thank God and, and, you know, and thank is just uh, something I've always had and how I've, I've gotten so far. And, you know, it's, I'm not, I'm not anyone big right now. I'm not, 
I don't see myself as that, but you know, it's just, I'm scratching the surface always, no matter what level of my career mm -hmm. I'm at. So. <laughs> exactly. I really like that. And I think that's really important for all of us to keep that in mind in our own life as yes. well. So Madeline, if my listeners would like to find out more information about you and all the amazing things that you're doing, where would they find your information online? Oh, they could look me up on my, to my website, madelinevictoriamusic.com. It's, it's a little under, under construction right now. So just a little warning. It's, um, a little pages are not, some of the pages aren't working, but I'm working on all that right now, getting that together with uh, different programmers and, and designers and uh, we're fixing that. But again, it's madelinevictoriamusic.com. And even if you look uh, at my social media, I'm always on Facebook. I'm always on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Madeline Victoria. Y'all can, um, that's my handle anywhere. And uh, y'all can look me up and we, I'd love to be your friends. Um, it, it'd be amazing just to come in contact with y'all. <laughs> Excellent. Well, once again, Madeline, thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. Oh, thank you, James. It was, it was awesome, even a second time. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. I also want to thank you, my listener, for joining with me today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you joined with me. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for my newsletter, enroll in the Lifeology Academy, watch my YouTube episodes, and read all the articles I've written just for you. If you'd like to become a guest or advertise on my show, simply visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. You may also follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Have a fantastic day, and I look forward to speaking with you very soon.